Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to episode 70 of the Great British Chiefs Show. The boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. This week, as we head towards the Chiefs' fifth consecutive AFC Championship game, Tom and I assess the Chiefs' chances by reviewing the divisional game against the Jags, before turning our attentions towards the next opponents, the Cincinnati Bengals. But first... Ein, zwei, Polizei, drei, vier, Grenadier, fünf, sechs, alte Keks, sieben, acht, gute Nacht. Ein, zwei, Polizei, drei, vier, Grenadier, fünf, sechs, alte Keks, sieben, acht, gute Nacht. Ein, zwei, Polizei, drei, vier, Grenadier, fünf, sechs, alte Keks, sieben, acht, gute Nacht. Ein, zwei, Polizei, drei, vier, Grenadier, fünf, sechs, alte Keks, sieben, acht, gute Nacht. God, I love this song. Tom, it's official. The Chiefs have already announced it now. We knew it all along, though, didn't we? We all knew it. We knew it was happening. Germany, Chiefs, 2023. We're going, man. We are going. Um, going. I was annoyed that this got announced literally the day after we recorded our last yeah, podcast. Yeah, no. um, was the same. <laughs> obviously, Arrowhead Pride, they do emergency podcasts, don't they? And I've never actually sat in on one of them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I was so tempted just to message Pete and Steve saying, emergency podcast for uh, Germany game. But, you know, I didn't think it would really drum up that much excitement. But it certainly drummed up excitement this side of the pond. Yeah. For the first time since 2015, the Chiefs are making their way back to Europe. It seems so long ago. 2015, what you're talking about, eight years ago now, since the Chiefs last played over this side of the pond. And yeah, it's not in the UK, but I'm not bothered about that. In fact, I'm ecstatic that it's not at Spurs or at Wembley again. <laughs> I, I, I cannot wait. This 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 game in Germany, regardless of who the Chiefs play, is going to be an experience of a lifetime. And I would say I invite everyone to go along and come along and enjoy it, but you're dampening my chances of getting tickets. So just wait until I've got a ticket before you put yours. But um, yeah, no, I can't <laughs> wait. It's it's going to be excellent. The Chiefs, the, Germany's such a massive market for the nfl compared to like even like the uk the, the german market is so much bigger the fan base is so much bigger in germany and it's, it's just gonna be a crazy good experience and i'm just absolutely delighted that they're playing in germany next year i don't care what's here i'm just just happy about it we're, we're that happy we're both drinking beer on this podcast drink responsibly but mine's got my got mine in a german stein glass yeah <laughs> and i'm i'm just guzzling away at it this is great because i feel like i'm in a i'm in a bit of a celebratory mood because you know yes that announcement about the chiefs in germany um 
you know, we've got some German friends over there as well that we know mm -hmm. that we're we'll probably going to be going over and having yeah. a few German beers with them and everything and having a bit of a bit of a party atmosphere. But it feels like an away game as well, even though it's going to be a home game for the Chiefs. It's a away game for us, isn't it? Because yeah. we're going to be, you know, taking off from the tarmac, touching down it wherever. I mean, we don't, we still don't know which. Well, it's Munich or Frankfurt, isn't it? It's one of the two. Yeah. So, but either either we're happy with. Really. I've done. I've been to Munich twice, so I'd quite like to go to Frankfurt for a change, yeah. to be honest. But. Um, I think well, the Munich the, the Allianz is a slightly bigger stadium than what Frankfurt yeah. has to offer. But um, there's, yeah, a, no, I, there's a Munich connection, though, isn't there? Bayern Munich. Yeah, there is. There is. The Allianz, though, is not that great a stadium. Like, no? no, it's not. I, I went to the old Olympic Stadium in Germany, and then I went to, uh, so that Bayern Munich's old grounds, and then I went to the Allianz both times to watch Arsenal. <laughs> did you I like the alarm, the alarm? I did like the addition of the alarm last week. Um, but yeah, I, I much preferred the old Olympic Stadium. I like the Allianz, mm. but it's just a normal, like inside, it's just a normal, like modern stadium, not much to it. And it is in the arse end of nowhere as well. Yeah. Like you have to get a train out to to it and whatnot. I mean, even around the Allianz, there isn't a lot going on, but it won't make it won't make a difference to my experience. I'll still have a great time if it is in Munich. Do you think you'll go regardless? Yes. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it's 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 already in like the calendar. Even though I don't know what the date is or anything, I've just booked out yeah. October and November just to say, do not book anything. Yeah, I want to. I'll, 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 I will go for like five or six days, even if I don't get a ticket. <laughs> You'll win like, one, knowing you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we <laughs> we need to get some passes. We need to get pizza sauce out, don't we? Yeah, um, tap yeah. him up, tap him. I, I've tried. I've tried in the chat. You know, it just didn't. He just blanked me in the chat. <laughs> I said, "You've got two roving reporters here heading to Germany." Uh, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can start a petition to get us. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah, let's start one. He didn't take the bit. He really didn't take the bit. Right. So, uh, well, maybe yeah. he just wants to. Maybe he wants that media pass for himself, so he can go and drink some German beer and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and all that lot. Um, yeah, no, but I'm definitely going to go. I, I'm yeah. going to go. There'll be so much going on that weekend, and like, even like, I love the Arrowheads abroad meetups. I love watching Chiefs games with other fans anyway. So if I get to do that in Germany, regardless whether I get a ticket or not, so the game would still be cool, and uh, everything going on around it as well. It'd be a hell of an atmosphere. Like. You're probably thinking, oh, Munich would be the better city for that if you weren't having a ticket mm. to the game because there's so much to do in Munich City Centre. But um, yeah, regardless of how it plays out, whether I get a ticket or not, whether it's Munich, whether it's Frankfurt, whether I go for a weekend, whether I go for a week, it's going to be such a good time. And I'm just delighted that the Chiefs are finally making their travels back over to Europe. Yeah, sure is. And I can't wait to see how well Chiefs Kingdom travels because there's bound to be some people from America coming over. There's got yeah. to be. And all seriousness, uh, like I am an advocate of going to visit Germany. It is mm -hmm. certainly the more, one of the more interesting places in Europe. There's so much going on. And like I've been four times now and I would I would want to go every year. I would go every year if I could. You'd never get bored in Germany, do you? No, it's so good. And the beer is so good. It is so good. so good. It is so good. <laughs> The you beer's think? good, the meat's good. It's just like as long as you're happy just to Mwah! go and, <laughs> basically if you're prepared prepared to go give yourself a heart attack, then it's fine. Just go there, raise your cholesterol levels, but go eat all the meat, go drink all the beer, it's absolutely fine. But it is so so hey, raising raising the the heart rate and the, the cholesterol levels is just what the Chiefs Kingdom really is used to, really, isn't it? Yeah, I exactly. Mean, you know, that. That with, <laughs> pair it up with a game and a you yeah. know a brat verse or something, you know, you, you know, you're definitely guaranteed a heart attack, I think, there. Um right then. Let's talk about the divisional round um, because uh, 
Wow. It was a bit of a, another tasty one, I would say. I would say it was another tasty one for, for a couple of reasons. The other games are a little bit poor. I, I, let's be honest here, right? The, yeah. um, the NFC games are a little bit lackluster, let's say, um, especially the Eagles versus the Giants. Uh, yeah. I was expecting a lot more from the Giants. Yep. Didn't materialize. Uh, I think they just kind of ran out of steam. They look like a team that ran out of steam. The Bills ran out of steam as well, but I'll get on to them in a minute. But uh, the 49ers are through, obviously, against the Cowboys. Again, another lackluster display from Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, can't ex- I can't get excited by the NFC. <laughs> I really can't at the minute. Um, I, I do like the 49ers, and I think the 49ers versus the Eagles is going to be a, a great game. Yeah, they, they, those two will make up for That would be brilliant, rest yeah. The, the rest of it was just terrible. Yeah. yeah. It was just horrible. Um, but, yes, the Bills, the Bengals, uh, wow. I mean, there was a lot of hype before this game that this was going to be – this was going to be like the Super Bowl that we would never have. <laughs> it was yeah. going to be builders like, this team is going to go on. Whoever whoever wins it, it's going to be a shootout. And whoever wins it, it's going to, you know, get to the Super Bowl and, and, and everything's going to be rosy. But – the Bills, man, that was not the Bills that we've all seen for all this season. I mean, we said in the, the previous podcast that the Bills were stuttering quite a bit, and they have been in, in recent weeks. They have been stuttering, but they just looked flat in this game. And for some reason, I don't know what it—I don't know what it was. The Demar Hamlin appearing there just wasn't uh, just wasn't something that kind of got everybody fired up. It was weird. Yeah. It was just. I don't know what it was. Um, the Bengals were just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk more about the Bengals later in the show, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, and they've got enough to say about themselves as well as it is. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, um, the, the, the Bills, they've been not been great for a few weeks, let's be clear. like The Bills mm. from the first six weeks of the season are not the same Bills that we've seen now. Do you remember the Bills are coming to Arrowhead early in the year? They were brilliant. Oh, they're phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. they're coming like, all over the field obviously they lost formula that doesn't help but offensively they seem to have lost their way recently and on Sunday they just come against a uh, let's put let's be honest a better team and mm. you would have thought maybe that the environment and the snowy conditions would have played into the Bills hands but it didn't the Bengals managed to use the conditions far better than the Bills did and it just Josh Allen wasn't great it, the defense was just didn't really didn't look like a good defense they looked like a defense without mm. a clue without a plan and you know, I've did build maybe it was the Damar Hamlin thing, just like knocked at the wind out their sails completely and they never managed to recover it. But let's be honest, the Bills before that weren't playing their best football. Yeah, they had won some games, but they weren't overly convincing. They a lot of people thought that they were gonna lose in Cincinnati on that Monday night football. And based on what we saw just this previous week, you'd be hard to argue against that. So it's yeah, the Bills, they'll be gutted because their window is not closing. But the amount of teams entering their window to join them is increasing year by year. Because like you've got the Bills and the, you've got the Bengals and the Chiefs who will always be okay, or mm-hmm. you feel like they'll be okay. The Bengals are a great all-round team, so much talent, good coaching, great quarterback. The Chiefs have Reed and Mahomes. Where the Bills, they have a good roster, and they have Josh Allen, who's great. I have Sean McDermott, who's great. But them two aren't on the same tier as say Mahomes and. And Reed and Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow and all the weapons that he has. And behind that, you've got a crop of teams that will look to get better. You've got the Jags who look like they want to enter conversation. The Chargers will always want to enter the conversation. 
if the Jets go out and get a callback this year, they will be a good team. So there's those amount of teams that are coming into the AFC and becoming good teams year on year. The Ravens, if they saw out the Lamar Jackson situation, they're going to be back right back in the fold. So I, I do feel like this 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 window, this window of opportunity that was there for the Bills mm-hmm. and it was there for the taking for the last two years in particular, has just gone. And yeah. it's gone. It goes, it's, it's, it goes to show how quickly Super Bowl windows, at one minute they can be wide open mm-hmm. and then they can shut. And the next thing you know, you've got other teams to deal with. But like, like two or three years ago, when the Chiefs won their Super Bowl in Miami, everyone said they're going to win two or three more. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't happened. And now you look at the AFC, oh, you've got Joe Burrow there now. You've yeah. got Josh Allen, you've got Justin Herbert, and then you've got all these problem players that are there with us and the, these problem teams. So I think the Bills have missed a trick. They've missed their Super Bowl. They've missed a lot of their Super Bowl window. And now they're going to have to take something special from them in the years going forward for them to actually reach their ultimate goal of winning a Lombardi. It does feel as though it's deflated them quite a bit, this loss, I think, against the Bengals. Because we've said time and time again that the, 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 the Bills have been set themselves up really to beat the Chiefs. They didn't realise they'd have to take on the Bengals and try and yeah. beat them this time. So it was, you know, it does feel as though, like you said, the window's shutting. The players look deflated. Uh, you know, I mean, we all saw... Uh, Stefan Diggs at the end, you really kind of, you know, voicing his opinion into uh, Josh Allen, you know, he was on the sidelines and, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously some animosity there in a way that they're expecting to win. There. And and like you said, the, the window with it being wide open or was wide open, that expectation's dwindling away now. And there's, there's people mm. who are almost in like disbelief now that they've not been able to kind of get over that hump. Mm. Um, and the bills, there is a worry here that the Bills could eventually start breaking away um, and it could slam completely shut. I mean, you're always going to be in with a shout when you've got somebody like Josh Allen and you've got the players yeah. that he's got. But when st- players start kind of dialing out and not kind of putting that full belief in that team anymore because they've had some disappointments, quite a lot of disappointments now, mm. where the expectation was really, really high. And now it's just it just it feels as though it's crumbling around them. And like you said, there's some new kids on the block there with the Bengals. And you know the Chiefs have got to be careful with this as well. Uh, the yeah. Chiefs have to be careful with this because we've seen how the Bengals play, mm-hmm. and we were really impressed by that team. And like you said, the conditions really kind of should have suited Buffalo. Yeah, the Bengals rolled in there, and it was like it didn't even phase them. No. Um, so, but we'll, I, I, can we move on from this? I don't want to spend two halves of this podcast talking about the Bengals. The Bengals, <laughs> like I don't like. No. they're so unlikable. We will get to them. We will spend twenty minutes, half hour at the end of the show talking about them. But let's not, not talk about. We talked about the Bengals. But just one thing before we move on to Chiefs yeah, Jags. Go on. This weekend was very meh. Yeah, it was. It, let's be honest, it was. The divisional round weekend is normally, I always say it's my favourite weekend of sport of the year. Yeah. And it just wasn't like that. In in general, Bills, Bengals, bit meh. 49ers, Cowboys, meh. Even the Chiefs, Eagles, Jags, Jags was in a way. Chiefs, Jags, that would have been meh if it wasn't for the injury. Yeah. But the rest of it, yeah, was a bit meh. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a... It wasn't a great, it wasn't like, I'm glad I didn't introduce anyone new to the sport this weekend. I go, oh, sit down, watch this. This is going to be the best weekend of sport you've ever had in your life. And gets to halfway through the Eagles game. <laughs> I, you know, it wasn't great. Not, 
not a great adver- advertisement of the sport this weekend. No, no, it wasn't. It actually, just saying that, I was at a party, believe it or not, and we were watching the game. I actually managed to get the game on because I was. They were saying, "Isn't there a Chiefs game on, Brad?" And they're not. They're not. They're not fans of the NFL. I says, "Yeah, yeah, it's on." I says, "But I've come to the party, you know." Yeah. You know? And they're like, "Let's stick it on." And I was like, "Really? You want to watch it?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's stick it on." Anyway, by the end of the day, by the end of the game, because I was having to like explain all the rules and everything to them. Yeah. Honestly, they were proper on board with it. They were I like, "This is a great wife. game." hated you didn't she she did yeah (laughs) you can't even go anywhere can't even go out for a party without you putting on a chief's game (laughs) oh you were there (laughs) how did you know um just going back to the uh the the mahomes injury let's start with that because that was uh, something that happened very early on in the game really didn't it um a lot of people held the breaths because when we saw the replay of that um it looked i thought originally it was obviously his knee because mm. his knee kind of seemed to bend a really weird angle anyway but for yeah. some reason it doesn't bother him anything to do with the knee it doesn't seem to bother him does it but his yeah. ankle uh, that's the thing that was kind of caught up underneath the player under, underneath the jags player and uh there's quite a few people saying that there was he, he did it on purpose i i mean i can't believe that another professional right. was was trying to purposely injure Another player there. Unless um, his name's Roy Keane, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think it was on purpose. But in terms of my reaction to it, like I tweeted literally just before the game, like the NFL season starts now, because yeah. that has been very much my opinion of the Chiefs under Mahomes. Like what happens from September through to December, week one through to week 18, doesn't really matter. Like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, what happens is playoff football. So, I is me saying Saturday evening oh, the NFL season starts now and literally within a forty five minutes I thought the NFL season was over. I yeah. I, I thought we were done. Like, I did as well because I, I thought... was genuinely gutted. Yes. Um I, I was tweeting all sorts of explicits. I was yeah, I even had friends who were watching the game at home, not NFL fans, tweeting me so that don't look good. I'm like, oh, cheers, mate. It didn't look good. But, um yeah, I just I just didn't it just didn't look great. Amy got come home halfway through the uh, second quarter she came home from work and she's like what's up with you i was like my home's is injured and honestly it's, i could have told her my best mate died and it wouldn't have been worse than that um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly it was it yeah, was yeah. oh yeah brad's died is it, is he? <laughs> all right okay <laughs> <laughs> but even worse my home's is injured <laughs> it was awful honestly i did think the season was done because all i got was like i got like Flashbacks of that Browns game in yeah. the divisional round a few years ago when Chad Henney had to come in. And although we won that game against the Browns, if that game was three minutes longer, we lose that game mm-hmm. because of the way it was going. The Browns had all of the momentum. Chiefs couldn't move football. They took some heroics from Chad Henney and Tyreek Hill to actually seal the deal yeah. and some, some big cojones from Andy Reid. But when, it, when I saw the time left in the game, I thought, Chad Henney's coming. They're still like... 60% of this game left. Like, yeah. there, and we, what did we have? What, a te- seven point lead at that point? Mm. I was thinking, there's no way in hell we're going to beat this team. We're yeah. not going to win a playoff game like this. And when my homes come back in, obviously my confidence level went up. Yeah. But it still wasn't, it still wasn't high just because of the way he was moving. He's limping. He's limping. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I was thinking, because at one point I was thinking, this ain't worth his long-term health. 
just just take him out take him out and obviously the Chiefs done the right thing they took him away they got him x-rayed as much as you didn't like it that absolutely yeah. was the right thing to do make sure confirm that nothing was broken obviously any other damage ligament damage and all that type of thing they couldn't be able to tell but they're pretty good at diagnosing that uh, on the field with their hands anyway they'd they mm. be able to feel that type of stuff but in terms of broken bones there weren't any and Mahomes didn't like the decision to take him off and take him mm. to the locker room for an x-ray but it certainly was the right decision I like when the fact can't... that he was proven a point by running into the into yeah. the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that video? Have you seen the video of him running into the tunnel and he's just that poor security guy just stuffing his face with food yeah. and then Mahomes <laughs> walks past, runs past him. <laughs> it does make, he couldn't it stop does make a cold, that guy, could he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does, did make me laugh. But um, I, yeah, at one point I was just like, just take him out. Yeah. Just, it just isn't worth it. Like, cause he was so, he was still moving so awkwardly. Yeah. And like that little scamper that he done for a first down just to open the second half. It looked like he had a wooden he, leg. He ran about three yards. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think, I think my nan could move faster than the way he was moving and look more comfortable <laughs> doing it. He just, I, it was, it was so painful to watch. And it, but then we have to flip it and say, well, he did come back in mm. and he created, he, completed 11 of 15 passes for 110 yards in the second half yeah. and, scored, and scored a touchdown and it was still played excellent uh, very very well so there's two sides to this there's the whole Mahomes is injured but then there's oh Mahomes is injured but still plays bloody well yeah it's just it's just this guy the the roller coaster of emotions with this man and what we go through being a fan of him is just like it's worth it but <laughs> hell does it do your heart some damage sometimes <laughs> Even even one-legged Mahomes can still win. That's the, that's yeah. the thing there, isn't it? But, the, um, sorry to sidetrack it. The morning after, I was talking to the better half. And I, I thought, I, as I said this to her, I thought, I'm going to say this on the podcast. And Amy goes, Amy goes to me, she goes, but surely the Chiefs, well, why were you worried? Surely there's a team and the Chiefs can do well without Mahomes. And so I said to her, I said, well, you know this household? She's like, yeah. And she said, there's us two and the three boys. She's like, yeah. I says, if we take you out of this house, the house will still function, but the boys won't have any clothes that fit them in a few months' time. <laughs> there won't be any washing, and they'll be eating chicken nuggets and chips every day. It says, you are the one that brings this house together and makes the and makes this house function at peak performance. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like not having my homes. And then Amy turned around. That. Amy turned around and said, "Does that make me my homes?" And I oh. went, yes, it does. <laughs> what do you think, Kelsey? <laughs> is that what it is? Does that make me Kelsey? <laughs> if if Mahomes and Kelsey lived together, it'd be you and you and your, your missus with it. Is that what you say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my kids are all the other little tight ends. <laughs> Jody, Jody, Blake, and Noah. Noah Gray. I love how you how you explain that. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's true though. You're right. You're right. It's it true. It is. It would the house, like you said, the house and the family would still function, but it's just it just wouldn't be as it'd be like fifty percent, wouldn't it? <laughs> it wouldn't be hundred percent. It wouldn't even be. Let's be honest. If like if 12%. I left this house, it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> like I, I I basically who was that running back? Uh, C.J. Spiller. That might as well be me. <laughs> just in and out again. <laughs> Amy's in and the out, in house. And out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! So <laughs> um, let's let's crack on about the game then, um, because 
There's a few shout-outs on this because uh, Pacheco was brilliant. I mean, that, that breakaway run that he did, um, he, his legs were going, weren't they? They were going like, like the rapids they were. They were proper going. Uh, I thought he'd actually got all the way there, but um, he got caught out at the end. But um, Pacheco, he's, he's been he's been brilliant, hasn't he? He's been really good uh, recently. Um, 95 yards in total, 12 carries. 7.9 average. That's a hell of an average. That's a Jamal Charles and some average. Yeah, 7.9. I mean, you know, if he takes we just need to talk about the playoffs, brilliant. We need to talk about that drive in general, by the way. Oh, uh, the 98 yard yeah. drive. Like, hang it in the loo, honestly. Yeah. It is oh, just. Yeah. If Have we ever needed a sustained drive like that so much? In that in that situation, just to yeah. settle the nerves, yeah. calm everybody down, and think, hang on a minute, we've got Chad Henney here, yeah, the greatest backup just, of all time, yeah, even better than Matt Moore. Like it's just, <laughs> um, but honestly, like, when I, I was thinking, like, I don't even care if the Chiefs don't score on this drive; yeah. they just need to get as close to half time as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're starting on their own two yard line, and they get into the Jags half, and then Pacheco just bounces one outside, yeah. A uh, forty-five yard gain or whatever it was, and next thing you know, the Chiefs are scoring. Mister Reliable Travis Kelsey comes up trumps again, but that drive was just an—it was just a work of art. Mm-hmm. Like Andy Reid, Chad Henney, Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey, all four of them in sync with the O line. It was just never have we needed a drive like that so much. You know, in, in a long time, I can't remember yeah. any, any situation like that where we needed a drive like that. Obviously you get game winning drives and that type of thing and comeback drives, but that early in a game, I've never remembered a drive being as important as that. And for those guys to put together a drive as they did, watch how many snaps did Chad Henney played before that? Was it 14 snaps or something he'd played all yeah. season? It was a cold quarterback coming into, yeah. that, into that situation, yeah. wasn't it? Ice cold. Yeah. And he comes in and they put together that drive. Like, kudos to them. Like, if that's all, if that's the last thing Chad Henney does as a Chiefs quarterback, then he deserves to go into the Chiefs ring of honour for it. No, that's hyperbolic. I get that. But, but, well, he's know, going in there know, with Derek Carr, is he? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's just, it was just so well, it was so, so needed. And it just, it, it certainly settled me down. I know it settled me down mm. to get out because it, I thought if they don't it then, they can do it again. They can score again. Because I didn't know what the minimum amount of points we would need at that point. We didn't yeah. know that Jags were going to implode in the fourth quarter. But for them to go and put that drive together, just excellent and when we look back if we do end up winning the super bowl when paul rudd narrates another america's game for us that drive better take two or three minutes of the the show because it was just so so important <laughs> it is a work of art it really was uh the other things i wanted to mention as well uh, frank clark getting the sack Derek nardi getting the sack um looking looking okay looking okay Derek nardi with his acolytes apa <laughs> bradshaw and farouk impression with his clothesline from hell <laughs> Jesus, he knew. I, I'd, He's brutal. I don't know he? how he didn't decapitate him. Like, honestly, <laughs> I can't imagine how scary that must have been. What actually being on the receiving end of it? Yeah, just so uh, you, Trevor Lawrence, you turn around and you just got Derek Nardi, who weighs what, what three hundred and fifty pounds or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Just clotheslining you like Val Viscera what, coming through to Viscera. Coming, Val Viscera. I mean, that was, there was a mixture between Val Venus and Viscera. Uh, <laughs> and having Viscera come at you and just clothesline you. It just, yeah, what a sack. And that's for Frank Clark. <laughs> what a sack. That's another work of art. <laughs> what a sack. And that's for Frank Clark. Like, 
Give him what he wants at this point. Because, yeah. like, give him what he wants. Give him the first four months of the season off and just let him come, come in December because you've got two players and I'm not I'm not digging at Chris Jones here before. Right, I, right, this is not a dig at Chris Jones. But it is astounding how little Frank Clark contributes in pressures and sacks in the regular season compared to how much he contributes in the postseason. Yeah. Likewise, it is astounding how much Chris Jones contributes in the regular season in terms of sacks and pressures compared to what actually is generated in the postseason. Is it because teams are game planning for Chris Jones? Maybe. Is it Chris Jones been a little bit unlucky and Frank Clark's been a bit fortunate? Maybe. But there has to be something there with Frank Clark's mindset that as soon as he gets to business time, he can just flick a switch and just go, yeah. right, this is when I make my money. And he, he just becomes this this version of himself that he promises. Because that's the that's the best thing about Frank Clark as well. He promises it. Yeah. He, he, he talks the talk and he walks the walk. And like normally players like that, you, you look at their like regular season uh, contributions, you're like, oh, you're not going to do anything. All right, Eli Apple, sharp. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like that. But Frank Clark, he has this knack to not perform in the regular season, but then tell everyone he's going to be in the postseason. Yeah, actually back it up. It's just like you said it's crazy. It's, it's, it really is crazy. It is. It is. It's, it is flicking that switch. And what I love about um, playoff Frank Clark is when they interview him now. I mean, in during the season, he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won the game, and I just want yeah. to get home now, and I'll, you know, kick kick my feet up, play some games and stuff. That that's fine. But now he's 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 beginning to say, I don't care who it is, bring them on. I don't give a shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about him. He's brilliant. Just, it's it's incredible, and it is incredible, and that's a guy worth keeping around. By the way, yeah. Like for all the talk of like and a, a terrible contracts and whatnot. But if you're getting consistent play out of Frank Clark in the postseason, then what we've seen, he has the same. Isn't he tied now for the most sacks all time in postseason? Yes. Yeah. He got because he got like one sack. He equaled it, and he's something. Yeah. Yeah. So if he gets half a sack or a sack on Sunday against Joe Burrow, we are talking about having the leading pass rusher in terms of sack in NFL history in the postseason. I don't give a damn about what you think about that contract that the Chiefs give him back three, four years ago. It has been worth every penny if that's the guy you get in the postseason. Yeah, and if that's the the guy that gets you to another Super Bowl and wins you another Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Like, you can't talk about it being a bad... If, if he breaks that record and the Chiefs win on Sunday, the talk about that being a bad trade has to end. Yeah. It has to end because... The guy has proven over and over and over that when it matters most, he will come up clutch. Yes, you have to deal with some injuries in the uh, regular season. Yes, you have to uh, deal with some uh, performances where it hardly seems like he's there. But when it gets to business time, this guy turns up and that is a man worth paying and is a man worth giving up a first round and a third round pick to the Seattle Seahawks for. He's infectious. Yeah, it's just... I mean, there's going to be a lot of like receipts cashed in from Frank Clark, I reckon, in the next couple of weeks if it goes his way. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to backtrack as well. Maybe there's hope for Clyde Edwards-Alaire yet. But uh, Frank Frank Clark, um, I mean, it's just 
someone needs to write about it because it's just, it's yeah. just I just don't get it. I, I contribution just, the post. You can't, you can't, you you just can't explain it. It's just mad the the, the way that he flicks a switch. Is this another piece of art that's going in your uh, in your like kind of museum that you've got going here? <laughs> Frank yeah. Clark, just 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 Frank Clark there, yeah, yeah, just Frank <laughs> Clark on his own. <laughs> All right, okay then, uh, let's have a quick break then, shall we? Um, ah, we need to talk about Jalen Watson's one-handed interception. Oh God, I, you know I haven't even got that on the show notes. What's oh, going on? No. That's is that the best interception the Chiefs have had in the Spags era? Yes, I think so. I, I can't picture one that. Is better. I mean, when he, he it was just majestic, wasn't it? It was just mm. majestic how he picked it out of the air. Yeah. Um, and again, in a crucial moment as well, because I thought I thought it had gone right over his head, and I thought they, yeah. you know, uh, the <laughs> the Jags were away there. And I, I thought, you know, if it's gone over his head there and he's missed it, but he just plucked it out of the air like it was mm. nothing, and he just, yeah, it was phenomenal. It really was good. Um, but I can't, I can't think of a better one at the minute under the Spags era. Uh, not gonna, I've been Probably thinking all day. Like, I should have probably gone and had a look at every interception in the Spags era, but I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> but off the top of my head, I um, if you don't like it, unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> but right now is the best one. And I'd want to bring up one more point or maybe two more points. They're linked anyway, mm. um, before we move on special teams. So first of all, shout out to Harrison Butker coming up big. Yes. Um, they're taking a lot a lot of heat recently deserved heat mm-hmm. let's be fair because he hasn't been performing but in three instances he hits two long field goals and then he makes the game saving tackle um on the uh kickoff return because that that would have been a touchdown i have no yeah. doubt oh, on that one so that's the good part of special teams the bad part of special teams now harrison bucker was involved in this but i feel like it was upon instruction mm-hmm. why the hell were the chiefs kicking short for returns. I have no idea, especially when you've got something like Agnew returning them. Yeah, literally the league's best returner. Yeah. Um, no idea. Kick it out of bounds. Do what you have. Yeah. Just keep it out of his hands. Because I refuse to the Butker, I refuse to believe that Butker was doing that off his own accord. That must have been off instruction. Has yeah. to be. Because we've seen we've seen the Chiefs adopt that style of kick before. They'd done it in the Super Bowl against the 49ers mm. and they executed very, very well. There was a lot of kicks they were just short of the end zone, landing in that two to five yard range. Mm. If you go back and watch the Super Bowl, this happened. And the, the 49ers were forced to um, return punt, kick, or kick after kick after kick. And the Chiefs coverage that day was so good. And they were pinning the 49ers down in the 15 and making them go the whole way out the field. Mm. But the special teams aren't the special teams of three or four years ago. They're, they're, a, they're a shadow of them for ourselves. And I don't know if it's arrogance on Dave Tube's part, but to have that type of game plan for a guy like that when your unit hasn't been performing at the level expected, I don't know why you'd think that you were going to get the results that you want based on what you've seen this season. Mm. So I, I'd like to think going into this game now, given what's just happened and given how quickly field position flipped on Sunday because of that, we go down the other end, we go down the um, field and score on the opening drive for us and then straight away the Jags have a massive return and they're driving themselves. Like all momentum that Chiefs just built was just killed in one kick return. Mm. So I like to think that this week Andy Reid's going to take that decision out of day two's hand and be like, no, let's just kick it through the back of the end zone and live to fire another down. 
Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. You don't, you really don't want to be giving anybody like Agnew a, a, a taste, no. or even a sniff at uh, at the possibility of, of you know taking it back to the house. But um, yeah, um, very strange one. But like you said, it has been a strange year for <laughs> for the special teams. It, you got to go, hasn't he? Very strange things that oh, he's got to go though, hasn't he? Do you think his time's up? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't think he will, but. It's just if it costs us on Sunday, he absolutely has to go. Yeah, and we we've we've said as well, haven't we? At some point, special teams is going to cost us, or even sometimes a kicking is going to cost us as well. So um, yeah. let's hope it doesn't. Let's hope we carry on and we 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 play a perfect game. But uh, yeah, again, it is a bit of a concern. But hey ho. Right then, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be giving you the top four in the power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be uh, we'll be discussing the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around: generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. Power rankings time. Now it's down to the top four because the rest of the teams don't matter now. We're in the, the, the business end of the season or the play- playoffs and we've got the top four teams. Now, who's fourth, Tom? San Francisco 49ers. No way. Really? Yeah, yeah they're fourth. Really? I was yeah, they were They were probably the least convincing of everyone. This Obviously, the Chiefs weren't overly convincing, but they had, you know, the Mahomes injury factor. But... 49ers, they 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 played a defensive masterclass of a game against the Cowboys, but then again, so did the Cowboys on them as well. So yeah. wasn't many points scored. Um, I, I'm not worried about this team because I feel like the, the the four teams left are the best teams in the NFL. Yes, uh, it's rare that you get that in divisional uh, in championship weekend where it is the actual best four teams. Mm. 
you normally you get, get somebody who sneaks year. in, don't you? Normally yeah, you didn't somebody. get that last year, but this year you certainly got the what I would consider the best four teams. Um, and I, I think the 49ers stand a chance against the Eagles. Of course they do. Um, mm-hmm. But of the four, uh, the AP team had them ranked fourth. Oh. It's quite close, I reckon, this week. Though. Yeah. Very tight this week. Yeah, yeah. You look at the rankings. The like, Well, we get to number one. They were the, uh, the clear-cut number one, but um, yeah. everything else was really close. Number three? Our Kansas City Chiefs have dropped from first to third. And I think that's fair based on the injury. Yeah, yeah. Because the injury has to be accounted for, it has to. And if Mahomes was wasn't injured and he went off for the three hundred and fifty yards that he looked like he was going to go off for four touchdowns, a behind the back pass, and we saw Chad Henney in different circumstances, like it looked like it was going to be early on, then I'm sure the Chiefs still would have been number one because they probably would have won the game in the same manner that the Eagles beat the Giants. Yeah, but that wasn't to happen. Mahomes has got an injury; we have to account for that, and so rightly so, he is third. Yeah, or the Chiefs. So- are third. Number two and number one. So number two, we've not gone as crazy as some other rankings, but we've got the Bengals at number two, and they're slightly ahead of the Chiefs, and that is only because of the Mahomes injury. Um, there's the, the Chiefs. I actually, the I thought the Bengals were going to be number one. Nah, no, not after that no. performance against the Bills. No, nah, no. The Eagles, man, like the Eagles are number one. Spoiler alert. Um, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. Okay, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, it, they had a little, like they I had said, a little hiccup at the back end of the season, but that's when Jalen Hurts wasn't wasn't playing or wasn't healthy. Yeah, the way they dismantled the Giants, both sides of the ball on Saturday, was very impressive. And yes, the Bengals beat the Bills, who were last week's number fourteen. Mm. But this, the Eagles for me, if you the Eagles and the Bills play, Bengals play each other, I pick the Eagles in that one. So. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting one. Right. Thanks for that, Matt. Thanks for the work on that. Also, that was the last power rankings. It is. Yeah. No more. Oh, what a shame. No more till August. Are you, you going to miss it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you get your life it, back. It's really hard sometimes to think of things to say. Like, how many times can you write a couple of sentences on the Houston Texans or the Carolina Panthers. like It's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah come on. It's, it can be quite hard. So you actually have to watch these teams as well. That's the worst part. At least now I'm watching good football teams play. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it, it's good fun. I do enjoy it, but I'm glad to see the back of it. I'm not going to lie. Right, let's turn our attention to the big one. This is the big one as well, because it's the AFC Championship game, the fifth consecutive AFC Championship game that the Chiefs have ever been to. Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, ever think that you would see your Kansas City Chiefs in back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back AFC Championship games? No. (laughs) Simple answer. No. 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 Did anyone? No. No, no, it's it's that surreal. Let's, we, let's start there. Let's start on like because this. I feel like this this conversation could get a bit morbid, get a bit doomy and gloomy. Going on, if, I don't know. I've got that inkling, but it comes to this conversation. So let's start <laughs> with like the the huge positives. Patrick Mahomes has made the AFC Championship game every single year he's been a starter. Patrick Mahomes has hosted the AFC Championship game every single year he's been a starter since Patrick Mahomes has been quarterback. Your Kansas City Chiefs has played at least 18 games a season. At least 18 games. 
this year they've played 19 games. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Like it's 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 crazy. Like at a time when the AFC is as strong as it is, it's not like the old days mm. when the AFC was just two or three teams. The AFC is a loaded division with a, a lot of quarterbacks and continuously still this combination of Reed, Kelsey, Mahomes. Doesn't matter really who else is around them, those three are driving this team to host the AFC Championship game. Now, in other years, they've been fortunate. The number one seeds has lost. The Titans lost their last year. And um, who was it lost? Yeah, the Ravens lost it the year we won the Super Bowl. We weren't, mm. we were the number two seed. But we're still there on merit. This year, we are the number one seed. We're hosting the AFC Championship game. Yes, that game could have been against the Buffalo Bills. It could have been in Atlanta. But it's not. It is at Arrowhead. And that in itself is a monster of an achievement for the Chiefs. And it's something that that team should be immensely proud of. Absolutely. I mean, but it's beyond our wildest dreams. There is a big but. Go on. And I don't, I don't want to start. Don't this, start man. talking about Super Bowl windows and shutting and all that no, kind of stuff. I, I just want to talk like, I want to be real, right? Five AFC Championship games. We lose on Sunday. We make two Super Bowls. We only come away with one Super Bowl. You're talking about a conversion rate of twenty percent. Now I know mm. you're giving yourself more shots because you're in that you're in that game to begin with. Like you look at the Bengals. This is only the second time they've been in this game that time span. 49ers is the third time they've been in it. The Eagles is the, uh, the first time they've been in it in the same time span. Yeah. But do we get worried if the Chiefs don't win on Sunday? Are we starting to worry about the conversion rate when it comes to? championship games versus Super Bowls one because we're not there yet and we are a long time long way off this mm-hmm. but the Aaron Rodgers comparisons will begin at some point yeah. if you don't start turning these appearances into hardware well, it's, I suppose it's better going into five AFC championship games winning the Super Bowl and going to another Super Bowl and possibly going to another one possibly mm-hmm. going to three yeah it's better doing it that way than going to like four Super Bowls and not winning any. Yeah, very true. Slight dig of the bills there, I feel like. But yeah, Was it? It, yeah, obviously <laughs> there's 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 an every cloud to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> obviously there is, but I, I feel like the Chiefs need this one. They do because of what you're talking yeah. three years now from their last Super Bowl win, mm-hmm. two years since the embarrassment in Tampa. They've already lost two AFC Championship games. One against this team last year. Mm. I just don't, in terms of importance of a game, I think this might be the most important game outside of Super Bowl 54 mm-hmm. of Mahomes' career so far. Yeah. Because I would agree. No, I would, I would agree. I would agree because, it, like you said, there's a, the, it's almost like legacies at stake here, isn't it? That, that, that's almost yeah. like, you know... Um, when you look back at a player's legacy and you you compare what he's done over the years and everything, you don't want to be considered to be that very nearly guy or yeah. somebody who has, a, like you said, just won one Super Bowl, but he's he's been to so many AFC Championship games and so many Super Bowls and never really kind of you know got over that hump. But, you know, I think the one Super Bowl already that he's won kind of gives him a bit more time. If it was, if we didn't have that, he'd, he'd obviously suffered two defeats in the two Super Bowls. Absolutely, I think then you know you start getting the Marino, <laughs> Marino comparison, don't you? Yeah, again? yeah. Um, so getting that one, I think, really kind of helps it. But you're right; it, it, the importance of this game is huge uh, because it's again, it's a rematch basically from last year. Yeah. 
that's the important thing for me I'm focusing on most. Not the fact that it's actually, you know, the fifth fifth consecutive AFC Championship game and it's, a, you know, could be his third Super Bowl he's going to in five seasons. Yeah. It's this game in particular that the Bengals are such a great team, such a phenomenal team, and that, yeah, he should have got through last time, but for whatever reason, you know, the second half of that game last year was just horrific. I mean, from, mm-hmm. from going so, like a golden first half to so horrific in that second half, we can't have something like that again. And this game has to be a put-right game for the Chiefs and for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, against that quarterback who's won against, three times. Exactly, you know, it, it's you don't want to, you don't want to hear about the words of a kryptonite or nemesis or anything like that. But you almost those have words to tr- will come. Oh, those they will. words will have to and they will rightly come. Yeah, as well. Like if the Chiefs manage to lose to the same team four times in mm. sixteen months, not even sixteen months, fourteen months, four times in fourteen months, lose to the same team. Yeah, there's a problem there. And mm-hmm. that problem will only spiral and spiral and spiral. Like, look at the Denver Broncos. When was the last time they beat us? Now, was, you, the, you... was Twitter even invented then? Or something? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That just keeps spiraling and spiraling out of control. And obviously the talent difference and the coaching difference between the Broncos and the Chiefs is far greater than the what is happening with the Chiefs and the Bengals. But it's still a problem for the Broncos. It's still another hurdle. So even mm. when they do get the talent, when they do get the coaching, they've still got that mental block to get yeah. over, and that's getting over the hump of the Chiefs. And the the longer and longer it goes with the Chiefs not beating the Bengals, then the more and more it becomes a problem because there's It'll every fester. chance we're gonna, exactly there's every chance we're going to have to play them again twice next year. We're playing them at home next year in Arrowhead. Could face them again in the playoffs. They need to get this win. And I just think this game against this particular opponent is so incredibly important. If this game was against the Bills and was in Atlanta, I don't think it carries the weight that it does. No, it doesn't. But it's the fact it is the Bengals. It's the fact it's that team that embarrassed you at home last year in the second half of the AFC Championship game. A game we were absolutely breezing through. Mm. And then we mess up with that last play before the uh, before half time. And the second half, we were just a shadow of ourselves. And the, the the Bengals found something that worked and they've clung on to it ever since. And it worked again in the regular season this year. The Chiefs didn't score many points against the Bengals this year. And then yet again, the Bengals had our number. They can't, they just cannot allow this team to beat them. And yes, there are excuses already made. There are. Mahomes' injury is absolutely a factor. Mm-hmm. And it is a legitimate reason why the Chiefs could lose to the Bengals. But putting that aside, everything else, every other player involved in this game, every other player that was involved in the AFC Championship game, all the coaching, they still have this revenge factor. And it, they they cannot lose this game for their own, not mental well-being. It's not that serious, but for their own pride and for what's at stake going, not only this season, but going in seasons in advance as well. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be. You don't want to become like. You, like my problem is it with. It's like you don't want to become like the Bills. The Bills have essentially beat their team or built their team to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. You don't want to become a team that is building their team to beat a particular opponent. That's what crap teams do, or that's <laughs> yeah. what inferior teams do. And we don't want to become. We don't want our off season being based around 
trying to stop Joe Mixon. We don't want our offseason to be based around trying to stop Jamar Chase. Yes, of course, you want those type of players that can stop class receivers, but you don't want to you don't want to build your team specifically for the Bengals because you don't want to be in a situation where you're circling that one game every year. Exactly. Oh, this is the year we have to get over the Bengals because that in itself is a mental block. Mm. We need to equal it up. We obviously it's not going to be equals in terms of uh, three to one. They're still always going to have that little bit of advantage. But in terms of ASC Championship games, we absolutely need to equal that because if we don't, we're going to go into next off season. We're going to go into next year. And all we're going to think about all year is the Bengals. And it's like, it happened this year. We lost to the Bengals in the regular season. Travis Kelce straight away. I hope we play him in the off. I hope we get to play him again in the playoffs. And we don't want to become one of those teams that just like fascinate and fester over this one team all off season. It's, it's not good. It's not healthy. And it's not the way to build a team. Quite right. I can't add to that, mate. That's uh, yeah, quite right there. Indeed. Uh, we were mentioning defenses before and, uh, it's that guy again that we mentioned last year, uh, Lou Anamaru- Anarumo. Lou Anarumo. You still can't say his name. <laughs> Lou Anarumo. Um, his defences, I mean, we, we saw it obviously in the game against the Bills, and um, it's just such a, a tight defence. And it's it's crazy to think as well because um, they were playing zone in that game. Um, and you expect Mahomes to be pretty kind of lights out with, with a, a, a team that's playing zone against him. Mm. Um but it never materialized in that previous game in the in the AFC Championship game from last year. So, you know, has Mahomes learned enough about this defense now to actually take it with a you know, take it with a bit more respect to it and 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 not continuously focus on the pass because we did that in the second half. We mm. never went to the run game, hardly ever went to the run game. And that was the thing that buried us because yep. Anarumo just dared Mahomes to to to, to throw in his defense. Yeah, and it it never materialized. So the Chiefs need to really wise up on this because it was the issue from last time. We relied too heavily on Patrick Mahomes, which was (laughs) can you ever say that we can't do this week because he hasn't got the body to do it. Exactly, we can't we can't have a situation where Patrick Mahomes is dropping back to pass the ball forty times. Mm Like you've got you've got the hot hand in Pacheco. They absolutely have to ride him. Yeah, it might result in a couple of drives that don't go our way, a couple of free and outs. There'll be the odd frustrating drive. There'll be the odd second and long run that you're thinking, why are you doing that, Reed? Yeah. But they need to do something because they need to keep the Bengals honest on defense. And what I notice about the Bengals defense, and it's it's crazy because it's rare that you see this. But the Bengals defense, although statistically it's not one of the best, it just always looks like they've got about 14 players on the field. Yeah, exactly. Every single time. There's there's always players around the ball. Whether it's because they against the uh, better callbacks, they drop more guys into coverage, they rush free, they get home with free, they get enough pressure, and they've always got guys on around the ball. I don't know what it is, but it's just mad to me. It happened in the AFC Championship game last year, mm. where it just seemed like Bengals players were everywhere it didn't matter what level of defense were they just always seem to be a man or two more than the, than the Chiefs players that were actually out there the problem the Chiefs had last year though was that they didn't have the plethora of pass catches that they have this year mm. and we've talked about it a number of times this podcast this year but how many different receivers have caught passes from Patrick Mahomes? Like you, yeah. I think you've brought it. To the, I think you've brought the stat to the show every single week. You've mentioned it because it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's yeah. and that crazy. is going to be so important this week against the Bengals because last year against the Bengals, second half in particular, it was all force it to Kelsey. It was all force it to Hill, and the Bengals done such a good job of taking those two players away in the second half whilst getting home with three or four man rushes. 
where the Chiefs couldn't move the ball. We had Demarcus Robinson running routes. He was our WR2 last year. Like That's how desperate it is. You look at the situation this year and you've got contributions from tight end. You've got contributions from receivers. You've got Tony, Juju, MVS, Sky Moore, less so, but um, Blake Bell, Noah Gray, Travis Kelsey. You've got Jarrett McKinnon. Now, there are so many options for Patrick Mahomes and this offense. The best thing they can do is, honestly, share the responsibility, share the wealth, because that is the way to beat this Bengals team. The Bills the other day were trying to force too much to Gabe Davis. They were trying to force too much to Stefan Diggs. And there just wasn't the other players mm. to step up where the Chiefs have those options. They have a play caller who is a bloody mastermind at spreading the ball. And they need to showcase that this week. And when it comes to the run game, they have to commit to it. They absolutely have to commit to it because they need to bring this Bengals defense up. They need them to start bringing four or five more, four or five guys to the line. And that will in turn open everything else up. Like mm -hmm. we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and what he needs to do in his injury, but the Chiefs can do so much to help him. They honestly can because they can they can almost cover up for his injury mm -hmm. if they call the right type of game. So this is on you, Eric Bianami. This is on you, Andy Reid. You two are like the MVPs of this game. You call a good game, the Chiefs stand a chance. If they don't call a good game and we're relying on Mahomes and trying to Get, get, limp his way through this game like the second like 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 the the Super Bowl a few years ago the Chiefs don't stand a chance that's why I'm very confident in this game with the Chiefs that the fact that this team plays differently to what it did last year like you said you mentioned that yeah. obviously Tyreek Hill's not there there's not that temptation to go deep all the time to try and hit that mm. that star player there yes we've got to Kelsey there but like you said the amount of weapons that we've got that shared it around and he's been doing it all year um, you know, I, I, I do think it's going to confuse this uh, this Bengals zone defense quite a bit. I think because there's that there's too many moving parts for them, um, and I, somebody's got to be open. That, that, that that's that's the there key thing. Be, yeah. Somebody has to be open. No matter who you put on, Kelsey or like I said, Juju. There's other people there that that can actually. There's other weapons there that can mm. make something happen. And, and McKinnon's going to be the key in this. I think I really do. If it's going to be the short underneath game. Yeah, McKinnon's going to be the star guy in this. Um, that's what I feel anyway. But um, just talking about the uh, the defenses, um, <laughs> Eli Apple, you target that guy all game, right? I mean, the Rams did. You've got to do <laughs> it, haven't you? You've got to target uh, Eli just, Apple all game. I just, just would, just in case, because it's funny. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> honestly, like he he's the classic, you know group project at school doesn't contribute anything but gets an a plus <laughs> i like i very americanize that because we don't use a pluses here uh in the uk you know an a star rather yeah um he's that he's that type of guy isn't he that does gets all the credit for a group project because yeah he's <laughs> and it's <laughs> proper it, honestly if he was as good as he talked like it was it, he would be an excellent player but he just doesn't back it up but you know Fair plays and like let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Bengals and their mouth because I've never ever and I've I've mentioned it on Power Rangers. I've never seen a team talk so much in oh, my life. God, yeah. and, and like they, it's like they've got this massive chip on their shoulder for no reason whatsoever. It's <laughs> like they've created. You know, like when do you remember watching? Um, the last dance and Michael Jordan was talking about making up things. Yeah. They're like, but it's almost like the Bengals are like that. And it just, it just makes me laugh because remember when the chiefs lost in 2019, they lost to the, the Patriots in the mm -hmm. D four. 
the Chiefs didn't use the Patriots as like or D Ford as motivation to go and win the Super Bowl the following year. They used the fact that they lost the AFC Championship game as motivation to go and win the Super Bowl because they felt like they should have won it last year. Mm. You would have thought that would have been enough for the Bengals. Yeah. The fact they won made the Super Bowl last year and they lost you, you think that would be all the motivation they need. But they're acting like bloody children. Like yeah. it's just the whole oh you know, you you got to go and get your refunds thing. You know that they were looking forward to saying that all week. Yeah, they've all like, said it, haven't they? All, all, all week. Like, yeah, you go get your refunds, go get your refunds. Grow up. Like, I'm, <laughs> I bet the Bengals were selling AFC Championship game tickets just in case the Jags beat us. Yeah. They absolutely would have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Oh, been. give them the refunds. No, <laughs> but it just, I just, <laughs> and you got Zach Taylor saying, oh, I'm looking for every bit of motivation i can find but just what well, you tell them to go win a lombardi that's a motivation enough fucking adults they're paid to do that fucking job the pinnacle of their sport is winning a super bowl that must be enough for them go and win one not, not what some bloody taxi driver said from bloody kansas city once like what why, why why does that matter what is wrong with them i know they just Children. But going what were you saying about the Patriots? They were using stuff like this. They, that, that's what they used to do. You remember the chant, we're still here. We're still here. We're yeah. still here. I mean, it's like, really? You've always been there. You've been there for the past two decades. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Petty Mahomes, but that's more like an individual. Yeah. Like, He's counting on his fingers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's more like our oh, people not counting the cheese up, but just like counting him out. Yeah. And like, that's what he feels like he's been personally shafted. But the Chiefs don't do that type of stuff. Like, act like you've been there before, Cincinnati. But they're just the whole Burrowhead thing. Ah, oh, cough. Yeah, that's like, horrible. Just, all right, I've sworn far too much for this podcast. And one day, Steve is going to have a word with me about him out of on this podcast. But it's just so fitting when it comes to them. Like, Burrowhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah you're really clever. Oh, yeah, Burrowhead. Who oh, oh. was stood next to Hilton? Yeah. Sorry? Who was stood next to Hilton doing a dance? And he was saying but it, that. But it was Eli Apple, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, hope Juju, I hope Juju keeps a bloody like apple peeler in his pocket. Yeah. And when he <laughs> just goes up to him and starts peeling him off. I, I, just, know, I, I want I want Kadarius Turney to uh just turn him inside out. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? It would I, be I, I would love I would love for this team to beat the Bengals yeah. because I like Joe Burrow and like, I really like the LSU players in that team because I really like, I'm not a massive fan of college, but the one year that I actually got involved in like intriguing college football was that LSU year. Yeah. Like year with Chase, Clyde, Burrow. And so I've always enjoyed those players, but the Bengals are just finding new, new ways every year, every week to become less and less likable. And I know that's the angle they're going for. And I, 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 fair enough, they want to be the bad boys in the NFL. That's their prerogative. But man, would I like to see the Chiefs knock them down a peg or two. It would, even if we go on to get blown out by the Eagles or the 49ers in the Super Bowl, just for me, beating that Bengals team, beating that quarterback. Would that beating, be enough? Beating those pranks <laughs> on in the defensive backfield. Honestly, would just be yeah. enough for me. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. I would agree. I would agree that no. I, I, obviously, we want to win a Super Bowl, but yeah, just getting that kind of monkey off the Chiefs' backs oh, now. And, uh, uh, I have, I, I have 
no doubt that some Bengals fans will listen to this podcast. And <laughs> I've got to do five questions this week with the Cincy oh. Jungle Espionation site. And the last time I did that, I got so much stick. Yeah, because I I refer to the Bengals as our annoying little brother. And um, <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't. I'm debating in my head whether to double down on that or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, there's actually um i've just been checking on social media today and uh, you know before the before this game you know the bengals and the bills were, were going to play this game in the divisional round a lot of the bills fans and the bengals fans were all like joining up they were unifying they were saying no matter what happens in this game we're gonna you know we'll we'll support the other team if they go yeah. on and win the you know if they're going on to play against the chiefs after those refund comments Bills Mafia really has turned on the Bengals all of a sudden. Really? Yeah, they really have because I think they were thinking that they f- they felt as though they were a bit like kind of I don't know like cheated out of it in a way or done over. You know, it was almost like come on, where's the respect? How come you you know? Yeah. Everything that we've been through so far in the last few weeks. Like they are terrible suddenly, winners, aren't they? Yeah. Why have you suddenly flipped it on its head yeah. now that now it, it, you've made it personal? So maybe we've got Bills Mafia in our corner again. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe not that makes any difference, but <laughs> so obviously we've talked about Chiefs' offense. The Bengals' offense is pretty good. They've got some guys you might have heard of them. Uh, pretty decent, I yeah. Think. Um, is it the corners or the pass rush? Which is pass rush, which is most important. Like obviously they come hand in hand. Yeah, but I feel like pass rush is the key to everything this week. The thing is, I've been quite impressed. Slowly, steadily being impressed every game with our pass rush as the as the the weeks have gone on um and you know somebody who is disruptive like carl aftus as well yeah um he's he you know he's still obviously you know you still gotta think he's still a rookie but he's still causing disruption he's causing pressures um and it's helping the rest of the line out it really is and 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 frank clark we've said about playoff frank clark yeah he's the guy that uh you know we're going to want to get some sacks on Joe Burrow because we never, I don't think we ever we don't touched, touch him. We didn't we touch him in the we last game. We, just, we just can't touch that geezer. And I, I don't know don't... how. And, and it's funny because, you know, the Bengals have had a bit of a depleted O-line in the last game yeah. and they still looked exceptional. Yeah. And I think if you don't, if you don't get after Burrow, mm. then he's just going to tear you apart. Yeah. Like coverage can only hold up for so long. Like, if we can get two or three good seconds out of, um, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, Legere Sneed against Boyd, Higgins and Chase. That will be a massive win for us, but it will only be a win for us if the pass rush gets home, mm-hmm. if Chris Jones gets home, Frank Clark gets home, George Carlaftis, Carlos Dunlap. By the way, as a sneaky storyline, Carlos Dunlap playing against the Bengals uh, for a place mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but this pass rush is everything. It has to, if the, it doesn't matter what the offense does for us. If, those guys don't get home. If we do not rock Joe Burrow a few times, we mm. do not hit him, then the Chiefs don't stand a chance in this game. And the yeah. Bills were unable to get pressure on him. And I know the conditions heavily favour offensive linemen, snowy mm. conditions, because the defensive players can't turn how they want to. But if there's if it's dry at Arrowhead, if this footing is good and the offense and the defensive line is not getting home, then Burrow's just going to carve us, mm-hmm. just tear us apart and it's funny you're saying that because there was a play against the uh, against the Bills when they um, um, and it was Milano. I don't know if you remember it. It was um, it was almost like the QB spy on this. Um, and they they played a, what's called like a cover blitz where he was just dancing around, 
waiting for a hole to open up. Well, everybody was obviously preoccupied on the line and he'd go through the hole. Now, mm. that seemed quite fruitful. Um, I don't know if it's something that the Chiefs will think about doing, maybe with somebody like Nick Bolton or someone. Who knows? I mean, if that's the only way that we have to try, have to actually get to him by throwing somebody in through that those gaps, maybe that's maybe that's the way forward. Maybe we have to disguise it as such because going one on one with that O line at the minute, it's it's you very said, difficult. Are you suggesting that Steve Bagnolo blitz uh, quarterbacks? <laughs> like, uh, Novello, I never. Um, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see every blitz under the sun this weekend from Steve Spagnuolo. Like, it's almost I, like you've got to disguise it, though. I, I personally would. Obviously, this is goes without saying. I would prefer we could get home with four, but yeah, it's just not the way that this team are built. They they struggle to get home with four, so there are going to be occasions when Steve will blitz off the edge. Justin Reed's been involved a hell of a lot in the. Uh, yeah. The blitz packages recently, they will happen. But obviously, the, in turn, that means there's less guys in coverage. It means you've got Jalen Watson one-on-one with Jamal Chase. You've got Trent McDuffie one-on-one with T. Higgins. You've got Legere Sneed one-on-one with Tyler Boyd. Like They are problems. You've got Willie Gay one-on-one with Hayden Hurst. They are problems if we do decide to blitz. And it's an even bigger problem if we do blitz and the Bengals pick it up. And then again, you, you, you're leaving yourself open to Joe Burrow's like incredible abilities to pass the football. Yeah. So I would prefer if the Chiefs could drop seven and the likes of Chris Jones, Carl Afters, Clark and Nardi, Saunders, Dunlap, whoever it is, could get home. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's overdue that they do because we've played this team now three times in the last 14 months. And for the most part, the Bengals have had a terrible offensive line for all of it. And the Chiefs have been the only team that can't get hold of Joe Burrow. Yeah, we got. I think we got him once in the first games, first time we played him in Cincy last year. Yeah. But after that, we hardly, we hardly touched him at all. That can't happen again this week. Those four are the most important players on the field for the Chiefs this week. Absolutely. All right, then predictions. Should we go with Niners Eagles first? Yeah, I think the Eagles win that one. I'm going Niners. Yeah, I'm going Niners. I, I mean, I'd like to think that we've got the uh, the Kelsey ball. Um, yeah. but um, I don't know. I just think the Niners, they just... Uh, and Chiefs-Eagles was my pre-season Super Bowl pick, as you know, it was. on this podcast. So. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I win I win £630, which is about $800, if the Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, so, I hope you get it, man. I was, gonna, I was actually going to say, well, I hope you don't get it. That, that's why I'm going off for the Niners, but now there's money <laughs> on the line. I thought, ah, you can't be, can't be cruel to your Tom, can I? Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right, so I've got Niners, you've got Eagles. Uh, Bengals versus Chiefs. The big one. I, do you know what? I've, I've altered my prediction since you talk talking yourself to you. into it. Or I have it. talked myself into a better prediction. Now, originally, I've, got, I've written down here, Bengals 30, Chiefs 20. That's what I've written. Right. Okay. But as I talked about it, I felt a lot better about this game. <laughs> and they say talking helps. It does. A bit, it's therapy a bit of counselling does help. Mm-hmm. And it has. So thank you, Brad. You are my therapist. But <laughs> it hasn't. I'm not cured. I'm not there yet. So I still think the Bengals are going to win this game. Okay. And I think it's fair to say the Bengals are going to win this game based on what we've seen, based on the injury. But I think it's going to be a nail boy. I'm going to say 28-27 to the Bengals. Uh, but right. it's just like a pick em game. It's going to be one or two things either way. Could make the difference. I I I I I feel a lot better about the Chiefs. Like I feel as the week goes on, I could feel even better about the Chiefs as we get to 
better news about Patrick Mahomes as Bobby Stroop uh, tweets more about Patrick Mahomes' health physique. You know, as, as we hear more about Patrick Mahomes, I feel like I could move closer and closer. So don't be surprised if my official prediction for ourheadpride.com is different to what I've said in this podcast. <laughs> but right now, I'm going to say the Bengals win, but only by a point. It's a long time till Sunday. That's all I'll say. It is a long time till Sunday. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my heart again. I'm gonna go Chiefs because, um, again, I've talked myself into it in this podcast. I was feeling a little bit nervous. Um, I'm not lying. You know, and again, it's all because of the the um, the injury to Mahomes. But talking about it, talking about the amount of weapons that he uses, you know, eight, nine, ten receivers that we've seen all throughout the year. There's nothing changed there. And I believe this defence is a lot better than what we had in the previous game last year in the AFC Championship game. I think that's fair. Um, so I'm going with Chiefs 31, Bengals 24. Touchdown win. Like yeah. It. So I'll, I'll be uh, either way. A point in it. I don't care if we win. I don't really don't care. It could be overtime have you, win. Have you booked care. Monday off work? I haven't, but I should do. I'm, I'm going to book Monday off work because it's what well, it's an 11:40 p.m. kickoff time for us over here. Yeah, and like because I know what I'm like. If the Chiefs do win that game. I'll, I'll sit up and drink beer for like two, three hours after the game finishes, and then I'll be just like, on the oh, socials. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'll, I'll have to be like, "Oh, okay, to work now." <laughs> I'm in no fit state to drive. Can I, can um, I just? So ask, I, I was going to say, be- can I just ask on the socials? You know what I'm like on socials, anyway. I'm, 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 I'm diabolical. Would you be on my kind of level if we beat the Bengals? What in terms of trolling? Yeah. If if the Chiefs beat the Bengals, I'm going to live in the comments section of Cincy Jungle for about four weeks. <laughs> I'm right there with you, pal. Honestly. <laughs> do you know what I've decided? I'm going to double down on the little brother comment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're going to do yeah, it again? I'm, You're going to say I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. And um, let's see time to give the little brother a slap, isn't it? That's what we need to do. Yeah, because they hated that comment. Did they? Honestly. They hated it. I can't but believe it. Get... I referred to the Bengals as another annoying little brother that the Chiefs now have to deal with. And <laughs> they hated it. No, you should say, no, you should say, like, you know, it, it, not like that, but word it differently, maybe. Not say, like, annoying little brother, but say, like, you know, annoying piece of shit on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> you just can't get, get rid of it, can you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't take any advice from me mate <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm already looking forward to answering these questions I haven't even received them yet but I'm looking forward to answering them <laughs> you know you know when people like click their fingers out in front of them like they, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that and I'm going to like type away for ages and you, you do, re- do realise they've specifically asked for you back haven't they <laughs> they you do realise that, yeah. yeah you're the, the tr- click bit. You're the you're the Skip Bayless of AP of our yeah, head five questions. Yeah. Do you know what I've had? I've actually sorry pulling back the curtain a little bit. I've had I've had Chiefs fans in the comments saying they don't like my contribution to five questions because they they think I'm arrogant. Um, <laughs> I'm like, who me? <laughs> you don't want me on it. Oh, oh man, maybe it's our Britishness. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we are. Getting I haven't even out. mentioned yet the fact that Arsenal are top of the league and you know still oh, beat Man United three two. Damn alarm! That damn alarm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right then, that's all we've got time for this week. Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more of your favourite Chiefs podcasts. And when you get a minute, head over to our website, www.arrowheadpride.com, for more in-depth news and articles on your beloved Chiefs. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Go Chiefs! Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.